Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. All right, all right. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Um, today is kind of a special day. Do I kind of look? Do I look like I got a suntan? Uh, I'm in a different. I'm in a different location. Today's a new day, a special day. We got a, a new little wrinkle going on uh, during this pandemic uh, season. Uh, not only are we worshiping together via Zoom and uh, Facebook Live, but also. We are uh, on day one of our soft opening uh, uh, here at Cross Point, and so we've got a third community, and this is the in-person community. Give it up, in-person community. All right. So now I need to hear from the Zoom people. Oh, I didn't hear nothing. Oh, that's right. Y'all are all muted. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, but the, this new wrinkle is kind of good and bad. All right, the good is, you know, we're working back toward being able to, uh, you know, fellowship together. And even though we can't do our hugs and things of that nature, we can mm, mm, and all that kind of stuff and, and, and see your faces uh, in person. And that's kind of good. That, that's, that's good. And uh, just some great fellowship. But the, the bad is uh, this is a technical nightmare for a bunch of old country guys, you know, and rednecks, and even city slickers. These guys have been really busting it, trying to get all this stuff together, uh, and uh, woo, some curved balls are coming our way. But you know what? We will press on. And you know what they did today? They have already done what we're going to be talking about today. They've surrendered it. They just surrendered it. And uh, today, that's really going to be our focus, sweet surrender. All right, that's, that's one of the, the, the kind of the bad things. But what's even worse than that, the technical issues? I had to wear pants to church for the first time in six months, and I ain't happy. Oh, my gosh. And, and, I, and I'm also a little bit jealous of you folks on Zoom because I know you got your shirt on, but you, you, some of you are sitting there in your jammers and stuff like that, and... Uh, I'm, I'm not liking that. And who knows about Facebook, folks? You know, you know anyway, we're not going there. Um, but uh, anyhow, so I've got some long pants on, uh, and, uh, but I do have some tennis shoes on, so there we go. Uh, also, it's just a little, le- you know, the other deal is I kind of got used to that, uh, that mobility. You know, I kind of, I could, I, I could uh, be sharing with you and doing uh, life with you and even worshiping with you, uh, you know, here from Roswell and Grady and North Carolina, wherever I was. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about taking a, a vacation, a long vacation in September, except for we decided now's the time that God wants us to move back this way. So I guess I'll be here. Uh, but I have continued to be in Grady, and that's been a blessing. Here, here's one of the deals. And, and I think it's one of the, the things that uh, God's going to be encouraging us with uh, even today is, you know, continue just to trust his sovereignty. Uh, during this pandemic, 
uh, God knew that I would need to be in Grady. And matter of fact, it has given me the freedom to be down there and to, to be with my dad. And uh, uh, dur you know, during this time in his life where he fell and he's had COVID and all that kind of stuff. And so I continue to go down there every week and, uh, you know, a quick update, it's just, a, you know, he's still progressing. It's just it's a slow, slow process. He still needs, you know, care, you know, constant care, someone being with him 24-7. Uh, but in the midst of all the, the craziness, we got to celebrate some fun stuff. And so the Zoom folks and uh, folks that are here, you get to see uh, uh, this uh, where Red meets Micah. So if you flash that on up there, right there, uh, it was just a fun experience uh, when Red got to meet Micah. I'll just tell you about it. So here's the, yeah, look at there. Check it out. Uh-huh, that, that's the beach. Uh-huh. Well, this is, that's four generations right there. Uh-huh. And if you'll notice, do we have the other pick there somewhere? If you'll notice, that uh, dad's got his red, you know, little t-shirt on, and then Micah has her red little t-shirt on. And so, a um, lot of fun. So just, just say, able to celebrate that. Now the back of, anybody, anybody here know what uh, uh, the back of red's t-shirt says? Anybody on Zoom, y'all can chat it out right there. Anybody on Facebook, you can write it in. No, if you ate any better, your mama cooked it. That's what the back says. So anyhow, um, but uh, the, if you see this picture right here, for those that can see it, it's a picture, if you Facebook, sorry about this picture, of my dad uh, with Micah in his arms, and Micah is crying. Now, she don't do a lot of crying, but you know why she's crying? Because we said, no, you can't eat there yet. <laughs> and she pitched a fit. So anyway, by the way, Red's is open again. And uh, so full scale, you get to go through the uh, buffet. I think I, I mentioned this last week, but you got to put a glove on your serving hand and you got to wear a mask when you're going through the buffet. And they say, take the mask off while you're eating. Isn't that sweet of them? Um, but anyway, so uh, it, it, it continues to be um, uh, some time down there. Continue to pray for wisdom for our family and for, for me as, as we continue to, to do this daddy care. And... Um, you know, love on him and just pray for him to get back and able to get on that tractor. Um, so again, just so glad to be able to to be able to worship together with uh, everyone, and uh, from Alabama to Florida to Texas to to UK, uh, and um, just all around. Uh, it's just a new season, and, and we're surrendering it to the Lord and, and let Him just to lead us through this. All right. So today is September what? September 13th, so open up your Bible to, to Psalm 13. Psalm 13, we want to look at this psalm. Didn't you just do an article on that, Aaron? Uh, uh, psalm 13, did you do a Facebook deal on that or do a, an article? You do so much you can't remember all that stuff. But, the, the, you know, I, I think this particular psalm really sets up, you know, what God's really put on my heart for today and for us uh, as we continue through this transition. And, and uh, um, you know, God is always at work. He's always teaching us some stuff. And, uh, you know, people are making decisions that, 
especially during this time that we don't agree with or, or that we have questions about. Uh, there are things that are going on in our nation that we have you know, questions about. That's one of the reasons we've been looking at what God has to say uh, about uh, how we interact with folks and we need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Um, but you know, all this stuff has a way of taking a toll on us. Uh, uh, and because we are mortal, and uh, and King David was as well, and that's one of the reasons I, you know I have such an affinity for him, is because he he just messed up a lot, you know he just made some big messes, and yet God says you know you're the apple of my eye, David, you know, and he said that David the real, one of the reasons I'm blessing you is because you have a heart for me. So even though he made big messes. And, and he was, uh, like you and I, oftentimes uh, weary and distraught. Uh, uh, he continued to go before the Lord. And here's what he says in Psalm 13. So I'm going to ask you just to follow along as I read this uh, this morning. For David says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But, but, I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. For he has been good to me. So here, here's just a quick reminder of this particular Psalms. As, as we struggle through life circumstances, we struggle um, through uh, what is being done to us and then through some of the uh, choices that we make that result in some hardships and disappointments in our life. Uh, we often find ourselves feeling like David in those first four verses. Uh, and we feel stressed out, we feel abandoned, we feel um, like there is no hope, and yet he is showing here that our feelings are not God. And he's saying, trust, trust, we gotta choose who we're gonna trust. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you. And he says, I trust in your unfailing love. Here's the greatest thing for us to, to, to be encouraged by. Uh, is that as we get to know God better and to love him more, we are clear that he is a God of love. He is Abba Father. And he loves us not based on our performance, but he loves us based on who he is. And so he says, I'm gonna trust that. I'm gonna trust your unfailing love. I'm gonna rejoice in your salvation. So, you know, when we're struggling, we need to always go back and just think about, Jesus and what he did for us to save us. It is very clear that that salvation is found in nothing other than what Christ has accomplished for us. And then he says, I'm going to sing. So you're going to, you're going to be down in the dumps. You're going to have a tough day. You're going to, uh, it's going to be clear to people around you and they're going to find you singing. And they're going, how could you be singing? Because you, like David says, because I trust in him. And I'm going to sing and I'm going to proclaim him. And uh, that's not the power of positive thinking. That's the power of allowing God to do that for which he promises to do when we trust him and when we obey him. 
So uh, I want us to, to look at how David was able to get there in just a few minutes by looking at a passage uh, from the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark chapter 14. And so you can be turning in your Bible to that, but Mark chapter 14, and we'll look at that together in just a moment. But before we do, let's just go to him in prayer. Father God, we just come before you today and, and we praise you for your amazing love. Uh, we thank you that as we come before you uh, in this room, as we come before you in our rooms, as we are sharing in this moment through Zoom or through Facebook, that you are every bit of who you are right where we are in this moment full of love and compassion and forgiveness and righteousness and holiness. All, all, all of your attributes, Father, are present and available to us today through your Son, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, today I pray that we would be more like David, but specifically more like your Son, Jesus, who just abdicated every aspect of his life to you because he could trust in you knowing that God that you're working to an amazing good end now we just pray that um, as a result of our worship of you today Lord that we would be energized Lord that we would be uh, experiencing greater peace and greater joy uh, not because of our circumstances but because of who you are Lord, let us come humbly before you uh, in this hour so that you may accomplish in and through us uh, that which would bring you honor and glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. So uh, often during these days you know, uh, of the pandemic, but uh, specifically as um, uh, it's pretty intense, as you know, as we're uh, spending time as a family down in, in Grady and, and taking care of, of Daddy. You know, uh, people are just going, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? You know, you, you doing all right? And, um, and uh, un unless I just don't, you know, have any self-awareness whatsoever, you know, I I'm feeling God's peace. I'm feeling the joy of the Lord. I'm feeling the energy of God. And, and I, I, I really sense that a lot of that is a result of just going, just, Lord, I'm surrendered to you, you know. Uh, and wh whatever you want to do and whatever your will is and what you want to accomplish, uh, rather than, you know, having my plans or my rathers, it's just knowing that my true fullness in life comes from him and him alone, not from anything else. And so it's really here in this particular passage that I think that it gives us some insight to, to David's heart and his life and why he could say, you know, everything around me is very just yucky. You know, everything around me is scary. Everything around me it just seems to be um, uh, just, you know, tossed to and fro. And yet, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I can do. Because as Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, uh, and it comes from what I've titled today's message is sweet surrender. You know, surrender is not something that we really like to think of. Uh, it's something that uh, uh, we push back on. And it's truly some of the hard sayings uh, that we see in the life, uh, you know, of 
Christianity, but more specifically, if we come to understand that we're not just embracing Christianity, we're embracing a living Lord who lived a surrendered life. So I, I, my prayer is that God would help us today understand a little bit more what it means to be surrendered to him so that we can uh, bring glory to him in everything you know, that we do. Um, Jeremiah 10, 23 says this, uh, and through the message it says, I know God that mere mortals can't run their own life. Now this is from a prophet Jeremiah. I know mere mortals can't run their own life. That men and women don't have what it takes to be in charge. Uh, that's pretty clear. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, Proverbs 19:21, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. God. Hey, his plans will not fail. And, and there's nothing that can thwart that. No, you know, you go, well, I've just messed up. No, the, his plans will not fail. Surrender to him, embrace that, enjoy the process. So I want us just to look this morning, uh, after we read this particular passage, at what it really means to be surrendered to Jesus. So uh, to help us with that, let's look at the life of Jesus. In uh, Mark chapter 14, we're going to be look beginning with verse 32. Mark chapter 14, beginning with verse 32. And I want to encourage you to uh, grab your Bible, read along with me. Uh, as we look at this. So we see in the life of Jesus, this is at, uh, the, toward the end of his life, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, which I had the uh, opportunity a couple times uh, uh, to, to uh, visit. Uh, but he begins in verse 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus says to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter and James and John along with him, and he began to, to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Now here's Jesus confessing, he said, I'm overwhelmed, I can't, to th in this deep, deep sorrow. Stay here and keep watch. So he felt it. Everything that you felt in those dark, empty days, he felt everything and more. Verse 35, going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. He's saying, God, let this pass from me. And here's what he says, verse 36, Abba, Father. Now, I think this takes us back to, to David, to where he says, but I will trust in his unfailing love. If you don't know and, and haven't allowed the love of Jesus Christ, the unconditional love of God to to wash over you and lavish you, you're, not, you're, you're going to have a difficulty here because you're still living based on performance or something else. He says, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And there's the key. I know everything's possible for you. And I'm asking because I am overwhelmed. Take this cup from me. Take this situation. Take this circumstances from me. But not what I will, but what you will. So Jesus was just lived a completely surrendered life to God. And you go, well, that's easy. He's Jesus. He's, really? Really? Well, he's at the very threshold of being brutally 
beaten and crucified. Here are four things, just as reminders for me and you. And, and I think these are critical, critical. <clears throat> if we're going to be followers of Jesus Christ that are able to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ to a world that is hurting, uh, to a world that is divided, to where there's so much darkness, if we're going to be light in the darkness, it's not going to happen apart from surrender. Number one. Uh, and we all know this. Uh, surrendering to Jesus means letting go of control. Just letting go of control. <clears throat> and that's an everyday deal. Everyday deal. Um, we've got to decide who's going to be in control. And it's an everyday battle. You know, as we were as, we were, as a, a staff and um, leaders, you know, here at Crosspoint, we're praying about the process of reopening. You know, one of the things that... Um, you know, that God just really reminded us as we were praying for the in this process is how we need to be, you know, armored up, putting on the full armor of God uh, because we are in a battle. The battle is clear. Uh, and every day it is a battle. Uh, Psalm 46.10 says, Let go and know that I am God. I rule the nations. I rule the earth. So it's just a reminder. Let, let go of control. Um, what, what are you trying to hold on control of? Ask him. You know, that's a good thing that you can do. Say, Lord, what am I still trying to control? Where am I fooling myself? Uh, what am I still trying to control? Uh, but when, when, we, when, when we surrender to him, we can live in that peace and the joy and the freedom and, and <clears throat> know that no matter what happens tomorrow, the next day, or the next day, no matter what happens with our job, no matter what happens with our family member, no matter what happens during this pandemic, uh, you know, here, here's what we can, what God wants to do. Just let go and know. Let go and know. Let go and know. You know, <clears throat> know that God is in control. Know that God is sovereign and uh, that uh, he is wanting us to experience his presence in the midst of this. So, you know, here's our tendency, you know, um, when things kind of be, get, start spinning out of control, we generally go to one or two extremes. Uh, for some of us, when things uh, start getting out of control, we try to, we try to uh, take more control. We try to control it more. And, we, and, you know, we get all in a huff. But let me just say this, what I've learned in life, secure people don't have control problems. When we are secure in God, we don't have control. The more insecure we are, and we're going to be insecure if we're not relying on him. Secure people don't have control problems. But the, the other thing is, the, the other extreme is, you know, if things start spinning out of control, we just give up. You know, we just go to the couch and we pull a sheet over our head and, you know, we, we throw a pity party. But instead, what he wants us to do as these things continue to come into our lives is just, just let go. Give it over. Boy, God, this, this right here is devastating. I didn't get the job I wanted. Uh, that person just rejected me. Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm struggling right now physically, and I'm just, I, just, I am just sick and tired of being sick. So it's just letting go and just turning over to the Lord and surrendering to Him. Um, 
You know, it's a prayer of surrender and acknowledging, you know, that uh, there are things that we feel like we have rights to. And um, <clears throat> we see in the life of Jesus that he gave up, he laid down his rights in order to embrace everything that God wants for him. I like the way the, uh, uh, the Bible puts it in Romans chapter 8, 6. It says, if a person's thinking is controlled by their flesh, then there's death. Now, we just live that slow death. But if his thinking is controlled by the Spirit, then there's life and peace. Uh, that's a big difference. So when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling, you know, just uh, we're agonizing, oh, how much of our flesh is controlling this rather than the Spirit? Because it says when it's controlled, <clears throat> when our thinking, when our lives, our perspective is controlled by the Spirit, it says there's life and peace. Amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Let go of control. Anybody want to do that? Okay, all right. Number two, it, uh, surrendering to Jesus means learning to be content. Learning to be content. Um, so I'm going to be content even though I'm not going to be on this two-week cruise I'd planned to be on in the end of September. Because mm -hmm. we're, we're going, i got to be here, you know, so be content. Uh, you go, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm experiencing. God does. And here, here we've got some options there. You know, what we can do whenever there's disappointments and problems and issues in our life, you know, we can worry about it. We can uh, regret it. We can resent it. We can feel guilty. Uh, we can be fearful of it. <laughs> but here's what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. He says, I have learned to be content. Whatever the circumstances, I have learned to be content. You ready to go to school? You go, I've been to enough school. I've been in school too much. No, no. We're always in school. Always in school. He's saying, all right, ding, 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 class, you know, class is starting. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So there's a process that... We say, God, I'm going to surrender to you, and you're going to be bringing on some contentment. How, how, what's, your, what's your contentment level at right now? How, how content are you? Would, you? would you surrender that, even that, to the Lord right now? Just say, okay, I'm not content. I'm going to surrender that to you. Just surrender it to the Lord right now. Uh, when Paul wrote that in Philippians chapter 4, remember he was in, in a, uh, one of those resort islands uh, at a... Oh, no, that's right. When he wrote that, he was in prison in a dungeon. In a dungeon. He said, I have learned to be contentment. So it's something that as we continue to choose to, to relinquish our life to the Lord, that he blesses us. Uh, one of our, um, I see uh, uh, Tammy and them, they're, they're driving up from Grady and with my daughter uh, Rachel and Felicia and stuff, they've been doing some wedding planning. Ooh. Did I say Rachel? Did I tell y'all Rachel's getting married? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. So they've been doing some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, in our time over in Turkey, uh, we had an opportunity to meet some of the, 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 the uh, our partners over there. And uh, I just, we just got this last week an email 
from, from one of them, and I don't know how much I can talk about this, but anyway, he was just sharing. So this is a lifelong M person, you know what I'm talking about, that's dedicated their life. But he was just sharing how he just really felt that there was something that God is wanting him to do a, a time of fasting for because of some, some stuff that God needed to break through, and he's been really struggling with that. He's really been struggling. He gets up and he's really hungry and, and he's slipped. He's slipped a few times when he gets close to that, the refrigerator at night and he's just really hungry. And, he, and um, so he just kind of, it took him multiple times, but he surrendered it, you know, to the Lord. And so I, I'm, you know, and he was frustrated going, I'm hungry. But, but he asked for God's strength in that hunger and he said, uh, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't give way to uh, what he was feeling. You know, he's thinking, this is stupid. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, you know, and we can do all kind of stuff when God t calls us to, but he obeyed God. And he said the next morning, he felt like he could conquer the world. He could conquer the world. What, what am I saying here? I'm saying Jesus, what Jesus said, he says to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than even food. The sweetness, the sweetness of what God was able to do because he trusted God and he obeyed God was infinitely better than any food he could have snuck by himself. Uh, it just comes back to those times where we just go, God, you know, you are my contentment. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I don't need you to give me an explanation because God doesn't owe any of us an explanation. He, because one reason, he, he's God. He doesn't owe us an explanation. But the other reason is even if he did, we wouldn't really understand it. Do you get that? You go, why, why, why? Well, because he would start off like back in 1407, this was going on. I started this whole process. And in 2076, see, we're part of his story, his story. So, um, you know, anyway, uh, God's just saying, be still, be still. Uh, let go of control and learn this process of contentment. I will tell you, this individual that wrote that email, they learned some contentment. But it came through, uh, it came through pain. Uh, to be surrendered to him means let go of control, learn to be content, Number three, and the, for some of you, uh, this is going to be tough, but for some of you, you go, not a problem for me. Number three, laying down my plans. You see? You, you, you see? See, some of you are going, plans, plans, what plans? <laughs> I've just always gone with the flow. Uh, others, you're going, laying down my plans? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, laying down our plans. Uh, I didn't plan to be in our family situation where we are right now. Uh, so you can, you can let that make you bitter or you can be better through it. Uh, you, there's a lot of things going on in your life. This, everything that's going on in our nation, we didn't plan. Just, he's saying just lay those plans down uh, because plans isn't where the, the source of life is. And the reasons our plans don't work out, you know, we know why. Uh, number one, uh, we uh, make bad choices and we want things that we don't need and, and we, we shouldn't have planned anyway. 
another reason that uh, plans don't work out is because Satan is, is opposed to, to it and um, he's trying to shake things up. We live in an imperfect world. But um, God wants to display his life and his love through us as we continue to process through this pandemic. But we've got to, we've got, it, it starts with surrender. Letting go of control, learning to be content in Jesus, His presence. Because we, we, that's what we need. We need not this stuff, we need His presence. And then laying down our plans. Uh, and then when we do that, we experience the love of God. Listen to what He says in uh, 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. So much of the abundant life comes through laying down. But it starts by just laying down our plans before him. Now, and it comes back to this right here. What are we seeking? What are we living for? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to validate ourselves because, oh, we're being good Christians? Or are we just followers of Jesus? Jesus, I'm yours. I'm going to follow you. Uh, I desire to see your glory, not my comfort. I desire to see uh, you accomplish that for which only you can accomplish, not see me accomplish uh, my little meager efforts, but to live for you. And that's what Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. So here again, this is, this is some of the stuff that David was pulling off of. He was pulling off of a track record of knowing who God is. Our lives are miserable when we don't dig deeper into the presence of God and who he really is. But as we get to know him and the character of God, then we are able to experience the abundance of God. So we just lay down those plans. And then number four, and, and this kind of makes sense right here, just leave the future to God. You know, just leave the future to God. Um, uh, my sister, uh, Debbie, and y'all know I, uh, I call her the Mother Teresa of Lower Alabama. Um, and, you know, she was made to, to do what she's doing and cook and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you, she got really discouraged through this pandemic. Uh, and the restaurant, uh, Whenever they had to, you know, shut it down, do takeout only, and then they would let a few folks in and having to serve them all, and, and her heart was not in it, not at all. Just, just, and you could just see, you could just see that it was just a struggle. It was just a struggle. Um, and uh, she said, all right, Lord, I mean, if, the, if, you're, if this is the end of Reds, then it's the end of Reds. But even though she couldn't visualize a future without it, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. Uh, but... Um, she uh, uh, had someone send her and you know she was constantly saying pray but she had so someone send her uh, this plaque to put up at the restaurant and it said what you probably have you, some of you may have it too it says you know we don't know what the future holds but what but we know who holds the future hey leave the future to God she had no idea all of a sudden that, you know, the state of Alabama would open it back up. Because she had told me, she said, I can make it one more month like this. We're losing money every day. I can make it one more month. But 
you know, as we've heard, you, you've heard me say a million times, I've, the most quoted phrase of Henry Blackaby that I've ever quoted, God is rarely early, but what? Never late. God is rarely early, but never late. <coughs> Should have been okay, even if it had closed, but God, that wasn't God's plan. Leave the future to God. So, let me just be, let me just be clear. And we, we, we looked at this verse last week, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Take that, keep reading it, and say, God, teach me something about that. But if we want to experience God's abundant life, if we want his true peace, then we, we've got a decision to make. Am I going to do what I think is best, or am I going to do what God tells me to do? Am I, am I going to do what I think and what makes sense to me, or am I going to do what God tells me to do. Uh, I love this verse, Psalm 37, 18 and 19. And uh, today's English version says, The Lord takes care of those who obey him and gives them eternal rewards that last forever. They will survive through hard times. You hear that? They will survive through hard times and will have more than enough even in times of famine famine. Write that one down. Psalm 37, 18, and 19. What a radical... I think this is part of the reason that David says, I will rejoice in his unfailing love. You know, I will rejoice in his salvation. I will sing praises to him because he had a track record of the Lord. He chose to trust and obey him. Wow. So I guess here's the question for us, and I, and I think it's important, and don't, don't fly by this, uh, because again, this is a critical time. Now, uh, if God's got us breathing, then it's, it's, it's a very important time, but this is a truly a critical time where God's wanting uh, his followers, the followers of Jesus Christ, uh, to be salt and light and truth, to, to be receiving that divine inspiration from God and then also projecting that divine proclamation. I mean, just being able to speak truth and love, to be light in a dark time. Uh, so we need to ask this question, what area of your life is not surrendered to the Lord? You know, is there something right now that God is just saying, yeah, yeah, and here's the way we go through that. Uh, we're wrestling, we're discouraged, we're, we're we don't have peace. We don't have contentment. Ask him to show you. Well, what area of your of my life have I not, have not surrendered to you? Is it my thought life? Is it my sex life? Is it my finances? Is it my family life? My expectations? Is it my spouse? Huh. Yeah. It, it, what, what area? is not surrendered to God right now. And then just ask him through the power of the Holy Spirit just to reveal that because he wants us to live and experience this sweet surrender. And as a result of that, it's not just for us, but it's for his glory. And it's only through that that is he glorified. So it may be that for some of you today, it may be that it's not just an area of your life, but you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. We used to sing that song growing up, I surrender all. Y'all remember that one? Uh, and you go, well, that's radical. 
Well, so is the love of Jesus. I surrender all. And he is inviting you to surrender your life to him right now. And my hope and prayer is that you would uh, so that you may know him and make him all. Now, and here's the other thing. It's just kind of like calling off of the war with God. You know, it's all this little juking and jiving, you know, trying to experience God. And yet you do. No, it's just, Lord, I surrender it all. I surrender it all. All that I am. And matter of fact, that's what Jesus says in Luke 14, 33, is that hard saying. Jesus says, you must give up everything you have to be my follower. Got to give it up. Give it up. But he also said this in Mark chapter 10. He says, but let me assure you that no one who has ever given up anything for the love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back a hundred times over and in the world to come, he shall have eternal life. He said, don't, don't even think for a moment that when you give up, that means you're doing without. No, when you give up for me, a hundred times over. That was the, that was the testimony uh, of this person we got the email from, from the leader there. A hundred times over. I'm going to give it up for you because this is what you asked me to do. Um, uh, when the Reds opened up, the first Saturday, the first Saturday, Debbie said they cooked every item of food that they had in that restaurant. They blew out. <laughs> they blew out. I don't know where she got the food for Sunday, but uh, listen, there's no way we can outgive God. There's no way. And he's calling us to experience that abundance today, not for our benefit, not for our comfort, but for his glory. You ready? Sweet surrender. Let's do it together. Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you today, and we thank you so much uh, for your amazing love and grace. We thank you for an opportunity for us to, to come on this, this Sunday morning, wherever we may be. But Lord, our, our minds and our spirit is focused on you. And we thank you that even though it may be painful, that there's, there's something that you're speaking to us about to surrender to you, to, to just to lay down at your feet. Oh, Lord, take it and be glorified. But also, Lord, let us, like David, um, experience the bounty of your love. Let us, uh, like the testimonies of others who have responded to whatever the call is in your life to, to experience at the depth of their being to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey, to try to do something for you is just do what you say. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us today, really all over the world, and you're drawing us to the sweet name of our living Lord, Jesus. My prayer is that there would be many items laid at your feet today, maybe it's attitudes, and also lives coming to trust you as their personal Lord and Savior. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.